Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Varsha Subramanian. Boston seems to be getting warmer with temperatures today expected to reach a high of 45 degrees and a low of 35. The rest of the week looks like Boston will be getting some sun. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On Thursday, 28 members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. 24 of them were students and 4 of them were employees. For the week of February 19th to February 25th, 0.58% of tested students were deemed positive for the coronavirus, with 0.19% of tested faculty and 0.31% of tested staff also receiving positive test results. On average, BU's lab took 15.3 hours to process each test. 108 students are currently in isolation and 959 students have recovered from the disease. We now have Elaine Backus with the weekly non-compliance report. Friday's weekly COVID-19 compliance report showed fewer students sanctioned for non-compliance, with 276 this week in comparison to 311 last week. There are also 1,160 warnings issued for testing non-compliance. There were no physical distancing concerns and seven reports of mass non-compliance, an increase of six from last week. In terms of non-compliant gatherings, there were none on campus and 10 off-campus. Lastly, there was one violation of isolation or quarantine housing and one guest violation. In other COVID-19-related news, Massachusetts has stopped vaccine distribution to colleges and universities, resulting in a pause with BU's vaccination program. This announcement was released on Friday in the wake of criticism over vaccine rollout in Massachusetts. Those who have received their first dose at BU will still be able to get their second. However, others who are eligible for the vaccine are advised to make appointments at external vaccination sites such as community health centers and public and mass vaccination sites. At this time, there is no indication as to when vaccination will resume at BU. In Hingham, Massachusetts, this is Elaine Bacchus for WTBU News. Joining us now is Alex Corey with a story on the damage caused by potholes in New England. Thousands of potholes are popping up on area roads and highways in New England. Highway workers who have been cleaning snow and treating roads will now focus on the potholes that have been left in the wake of a harsh winter. In Melrose, work crews are busy shoveling asphalt mix into the growing number of potholes on local roads. The city has a portal that allows residents to report issues by snapping pictures of potholes and uploading them to the community system. MassDOT says it works closely with public safety officials and city and town officials to monitor potholes, but they also appreciate reports from drivers. When reporting a pothole, it's important to be as precise as possible in providing the location along the state highway to help officials best assess the damage. In Boston, Mass., I'm Alex Corey for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Diane Wangpo for a story on the U.S. intelligence reports on the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia's involvement in the death of an American journalist. A newly declassified U.S. intelligence report made public on Friday has concluded that the de facto leader of Saudi Arabia, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, had approved the gruesome political killing of a dissident American journalist. The central conclusion of the report, released by the Office of Director of National Intelligence, was widely expected given that intelligence officials were said to have reached it soon after the brutal October 2, 2018 murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Khashoggi had been a staunch critic of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's authoritarian consolidation of power. The now public U.S. assessment of Prince Mohammed's involvement in Khashoggi's murder places a strain on the U.S.'s relationship with its key Middle East partner and a major global oil provider. 
a dilemma is expected to face President Joe Biden, who has emphasized the importance of human rights and foreign policy, but is not prepared to cut ties with a key ally. At this time, the Saudi government has denied that the crown prince was involved, instead blaming a rogue team of government agents. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Diane Huang Po for WTBU News. And finally, we have an update from Gabriela Lopez about an abduction of students in Nigeria. According to a story in the Associated Press, Government abducted 317 girls from a boarding school in northern Nigeria on Friday, police said, the latest in a series of mass kidnappings of students in the West African nation. Police and the military have begun joint operations to rescue the girls after the attack at the Government Girls Junior Secondary School in Janjivi Town, according to a police spokesman in Sanfara State, Mohamed Shehu, who confirmed the number abducted. One parent, Nasiru Abdullahi, told the Associated Press that his daughters, aged 10 and 13, are among the missing. Dressed in Musa Mustafa said the government also attacked a nearby military camp and checkpoint, preventing soldiers from interfering while the government spent several hours at the school. It was not immediately clear if there were any casualties. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Gabriela Lopez for WTV News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Amanda Schneider, I'm Varsha Subramanian reporting from Dubai, UAE for WTBU News.